welcome to the Your Dream or Mine podcast, the place to be if you dream of living a life of fulfillment, freedom, flow, and most importantly, fun. I'm Laura Cruz, the Dream Transition Mentor, the creator of the unique six-step Dream Transition Method, which will take you from idle daydream to transitioning into your wildly successful freedom-based business. Listen to inspirational stories from women who have been brave enough to take the leap from corporate and now live the life they've always dreamed of. Women like you and me. They did it, I did it, and you can too. Grab a cuppa, find a cozy spot, then sit back and enjoy the episode. and welcome to this week's episode of the Your Dream or Mine podcast. This is episode 55 and it is the end of February. Who would have thought it? We are already two months through the year of 2022. So if you are sitting there still feeling that the year hasn't really got started, then I urge you to look at your diary and or your calendar or your, uh, you know, your calendar on your phone and recognise how quickly this year is moving. I'm already thinking about like what I'm going to do, like post the first quarter, so from April onwards. So it is mad how quickly this year is going. And there's been so much in it already, right? Blooming uh, Storm Eunice and all the damage that she did last week. So hopefully you survived that and you are safe and your family's safe and your house is still standing. Um, I was just reading this morning about lots of people who had, you know, terrible things like a tree falling through their house and the whole house has got to be kind of refurbished and it's going to cost £100,000 and they're going to have to move out for a year. So hopefully that did not apply to you and you are safe and well. So today's episode is called What Are Your Blocks? And I want to start thinking, I want you to start thinking about what the blocks are which are stopping you from doing the things that you want to do, from living the dream life you've always wanted to live, from making the changes that you need in your life to make it a better life, a a calmer life, a life that has freedom, flow and fulfilment and fun. All the Fs could hardly get them out this morning. That's what I'm all about. That's what I have in my life. Absolutely freedom, flow, fulfillment and fun. This morning, I'm only at my desk at about 11 o'clock because I got up and went to the gym. I'm a morning exerciser. I went to the gym. I ran a few errands. I had a phone call with my friend. I had tea and toast and then did some washing and then uh, got to my desk. That's freedom, right? When you work for somebody else, you've got to be at your desk uh, at nine o'clock or logged on even earlier. So some of the blocks that I think you might experience which are keeping you stuck and uh, keeping you in your status quo in the current life, you know, your current life position and stopping you from progressing might be some of these things. So I think some of those blocks might be uh, confidence, might be intelligence, might be qualifications, might be that you don't know how might be you lack self-belief. Maybe you haven't got the energy. Maybe you feel you're not good enough. Maybe you haven't got enough money. There's all sorts of reasons why we tell ourselves that we can't do something. And the majority of those reasons, money aside, the majority of those reasons are actually 
inside you. So they're not blocks in the sense of, um, you know, it's not like when you want to turn down a road and the road's closed. It's not that you physically can't get into somewhere, get into a, a building or you physically can't do something. It's not that, but all these blocks are actually in your mind. So let's think about, um, the first one that I said, confidence. So you might think, well, I don't have the confidence to do that. Well, who is telling you that you don't have the confidence to get out there and make the changes in your life that you need to live the life that you've always dreamed of? Who says that you don't have the confidence to do that? What measure are you applying to that confidence and saying you don't have enough? Because having enough of anything is very subjective. Enough is not an indicator of whether you should go ahead with something. So perhaps you feel that you don't have enough confidence because you look at other people who have taken the plunge and gone out there and, you know, transitioned into their own business so that they have, um, you know, that kind of free freedom that they crave. Perhaps you look at those people and you think, oh, they've they've got loads of confidence and I'm just not like that. I'm telling you right now that when they first started out, they didn't have that confidence. And the reason I know that is because that's what happened to me. So when I first decided that I wanted to go out on my own, set up my own business, I probably had about 5% confidence that I could do it. Only 5%, maybe 10 on the good day. But that was it. The rest of it, the other 90, 95% was all self-doubt and worry and you know, a little bit of anxiety and like kind of um, a bit of like heart racing at times and worry. That's the honest truth. So when I first embarked on this journey to working for myself, my confidence was really low. Ironic, you might say, because I help other people with confidence, but that is the truth. But I actually didn't look at other people and compare myself in terms of my confidence compared to theirs in the sense that I knew that other people were further forward in their journey. So I didn't compare in the sense that I left myself wanting. It wasn't that I thought, oh, they're really confident and I'm not. But what I did think was they've clearly grown their confidence to push themselves on. And if they can do it, I can do it too. So if you find yourself saying, oh, I just don't have the confidence, ask yourself, what that would look like. So, okay. So if you said, okay, I need enough, enough confidence to do it, try and quantify what that would look like. Try and think about what you would feel like, what you might be saying, what you might be doing when you had enough confidence. I keep feeling like I want to do like rabbit ears, like inverted commas on that. So that's the first block. I think you need to think about how you get, get past that initial feeling that you don't have enough of something. Um, so what about if you're sitting there thinking, oh, I'm just not, maybe I'm just not clever enough or I'm just not smart enough to do that. And sometimes we feel that we're not clever enough or we're not smart enough because we think that intelligence is defined by formal qualifications. So if you weren't particularly academic at school, which lots of people aren't, I'll be honest, I'm really average academically. I'm not massively intelligent. I'm not stupid. I'm just somewhere in the middle. So if you weren't particularly academic at school, or perhaps if you had something which held you back, maybe dyslexia or uh, is it dys 
calclear, I can't remember what the word is, but if you had something like that, which affected your ability to um, kind of put everything into your exams, if you didn't feel that you got the exam results that you wanted, or if you feel that teachers kind of dismissed you as, as, as not being particularly clever, then that, that kind of, that story in your mind is probably still hanging on to you, right? It's probably still there. And you're probably going, oh yeah, you know, well, 30 years ago or 20 years ago, depending on how old you are, a teacher said that I'm not very good at such and such, and therefore I'm not very good at it. And I'd like to tell you now that that is absolute rubbish. So there is no reason why you are not smart enough to do all the things that you want to do now. Just because you didn't do them at school when you were 13, 14, 15, 16, whatever, doesn't mean you can't do them now. And anyway, a lot of the stuff that you did at school, whilst useful at the time, is not particularly relevant to uh, what you're doing when you step into your own business. So I am not that great at maths, I'll be honest. Um, but I'm I can get by and I can do the things that I need to do. I can work out, you know, my um, my outgoings, my what's coming into the business, my projections. I can work with my accountant to help me out. It's fine. So I don't need to be that math genius because that's not just not me. But I also think that if you are using exam results as a barometer of your uh, intelligence or your success, you are dismissing your life experience, your job experience, you how you've grown and developed as an individual and as a human being and uh, all your interests, experience and passion. So being smart enough to do something is uh, is a bit of a, a fallacy in my book. So maybe you think, uh, I just can't do that. I just can't step outside of where I am now because I just don't know how to. I just don't know how to do it, Laura, so I just couldn't. So have a think about anything in your life that you have ever done, anything, whether it's um, learning how to use a new phone, whether it's um, getting a new oven and having to work that out, whether it's um, setting something up in your house, whether it's working out how to um, get to grips with your new car, uh, whether it's how to, I don't know, use a ring doorbell. I'm just trying to think of some examples. I'm looking around the house. I'm looking around the gardens for some examples. Maybe it's how to use a, uh, a hedge trimmer. Don't do what I did and cut through the wire and uh, nearly electrocute yourself. So there's all sorts of things in your life that you've done. Maybe it's following a recipe, baking a cake. There's so many things in your life that you have done that you didn't know how to do before you did them. But you did do them. And perhaps the first couple of times you did them, you didn't do them that well because it was the first couple of times you did it. But then you got used to it, right? And you started doing it and it was fine. So when you start a new job, you don't know everything about that company or that job role, but you learn how to do it. It's no different when you set up your own business. It's no different when you decide to work for yourself. You won't know how to do everything, but that's fine. That is absolutely fine. What you do need to do, though, is figure out the first couple of things you need to do to get you going. That's what I'm really good at helping my clients to work out. So if you had the first five steps, the first five tasks identified, 
once you did those, you'd find that another five appeared because logically there's something around, well, if I do this, then I have to do that. Then if I do that, then I have to do something else. And it just happens. But don't fear what you don't know, because if you don't know it, you don't know it, but you will learn how to do it. And you'll do that by asking advice, talking to somebody who's done it before, listening to a podcast, watching something on YouTube. Um, I'm quite into Dragon's Den at the moment and uh, listening to stories of how other people have set up their businesses and, you know, how they're su- how successful they are in terms of money. You just learn as you go along. Read a book, you know, the books, remember them? Read a book. That's what you need to do. Join a Facebook group. Hang out with other people who are doing the things that you want to do, but they're further along the um, the journey. That's how you work out what you need to do. So what if you saying, all right, Laura, that's fine, but I just don't have the self-belief to do it. I just don't believe that I can do it. And I challenge you to really think about how you can explore that that notion of self-belief because self-belief is obviously entwined with confidence. It's entwined with everything that we do, where we are in our life, what our current experience is, how our, what our emotions are like. If you're a woman listening to this, then definitely I think self-belief is impacted by hormones. So sometimes in the month you can feel invincible and other times you just feel like you can't take on anything because it's too much. So uh, there's definitely a change in in how we feel about ourselves and what our self-belief looks like. But I encourage you to think about how you would talk to a friend if they said to you that they didn't have the self-belief to do the thing that they wanted to do. You would be saying, of course you can do it. Of course you can do that thing. Of course you can achieve what you want to achieve. I believe in you. And so sometimes with self-belief, we need others to believe in us first. So if you can find, you know, a loving friend, partner, child, parent, sibling, work colleague, whatever, somebody who's very supportive, who will kind of build you up, help you with that self-belief to start with so that you can kind of piggyback off what they're saying and then start to grow that in yourself. Self-belief and confidence are so closely aligned, of course, and they are absolutely defined by us, not by anybody else, not by an external factor. However, an external voice from somebody that you care about will help you to push yourself on. What if you say to me, Laura, I just don't have the time. I don't have the time. I've got kids, I work, I'm doing this, I'm mum's taxi. You know, I've got commitments. I, I can't, I just haven't got the time to make a change in my life. I'd say to you, of course you have time. Of course you have time. If you really wanted to do it, you would find the time to do it. And when I say find the time, I know that you can't create the time, but you would maybe stop doing some things that are a bit of a waste of time and think about how you could use that time more effectively. I'm really conscious that because I work from home, uh, I manage my own time, but I get a lot in to my week, a lot, because I work really hard at kind of my diary planning and how I want to get a real mix and a balance in my life. Remember, I've got true freedom. So yes, it's difficult when you've got children and you work long hours and you you come home and you're tired and the last thing you want to do is 
you know, do some research or, you know, do some paperwork or read a book or, um, I don't know, maybe you're doing a qualification or something for you, for whatever it is that you want to do. If you're thinking, you know, I know it's hard to, to get yourself into that phase where you prioritize what you want to do, but you have to remember that it's a short term kind of challenge for a long term gain. So whatever you're doing then feels hard at the time and it will feel hard. And I know it because I've done it. So I was working four days a week in my corporate job, studying two qualifications in coaching, looking after the kids, trying to run the house um, alongside my husband. But, um, you know, juggling all of that, sometimes sitting at my laptop, weeping at the fact that I had 20,000 word assignment to write. But I did it. I did it. I always did it. I got it done. I always got it done by the deadline and I felt a real sense of achievement when I had done it. So there are ways to carve out some time for you. And you know what? Sometimes if you've got kids and I know what it's like, it's different for me because my kids are older now, but when your children are small, they are really labor intensive. See if you can get somebody to have the children for you. See if you can get somebody to give you a little bit of time back, just an hour, 90 minutes to yourself. It's amazing what you can get done in that time. So what about if you're saying, yeah, do you know what? I just don't know if I'm committed to it. I'd say that if you really want to make a change in your life, you have to be truly committed to that change because otherwise when, you know, the uh, going gets tough, you'll just give up. And the reality is that lots of people do give up when they start their business. There's a statistic Um, and I don't know where it came from, but, um, there's only about 5% of people keep going. 5% of entrepreneurs keep going with their business. Um, I think it's after the first three years, the others give up and it's no criticism of them for giving up, but it's, uh, it's just a fact that lots of people try it and then give up because it's very difficult. So if you lack the commitment to your business, if you lack that real drive, that real connection, to your why, to your magic, to what you're going to get, then um, then I'll be honest, I think you will struggle. But that commitment, that commitment comes when you really connect with your why. And I love helping my clients to see that it's that connection to their, which will really drive them on when times get hard. So perhaps uh, another block that you might have is you might say, uh, I'm not good enough to do that. And this is so intrinsically linked to confidence and self-belief, isn't it? And how we see ourselves and our self-limiting beliefs. And again, the thing with being not good enough, the, the sense of enough in that is who says what good enough actually is. Who is the barometer of that? Who gets to decide whether you are good enough and who you are comparing yourself to? And the answer is that the only person who should be deciding whether they're enough or not is you. So you are good enough. You absolutely do have it in you. You have the skill, the tenacity, the commitment, the drive, the energy. You've absolutely got it within you to to commit and to make that 
dream business, that dream life, transition into that. You've absolutely got that. You've got the ability to do that. You have the energy. You can feel tired. I just, I'll be honest, I had a little bit of a break when I was recording this and I ate some lunch. Then I started watching Married at First Sight and I thought, oh, I haven't got the energy to go back. But I came back and I'm finishing recording it. You got to find the drive and the energy. And the last block that I talked about, which you might have, is money. Now, of course, money is a is a physical, tangible thing, isn't it? So it's not a it's not a, a feeling, it's not an emotion, it's not a belief. Money is a physical thing. But it's interesting because I was doing a podcast interview with somebody this morning and we were talking about uh, what you decide to spend your money on and everything you do in life is a choice. So if you decide that you want to explore what it would be like to set your own business up, the reality is you'll have to cut some costs somewhere. You'll have to save some money where you can. You'll have to look at ways that you can set aside some money to help you get started. But again, don't be worried about not having enough money because enough is subjective. You don't actually need that much money to start when you are building a business on the side in addition to what you're currently working in. So not having enough money, yeah, I understand it, but it shouldn't stop you from doing it because who says what enough will be? And when you reach having enough money, I'm sure that you would find another block to stop you from getting started. So when I talk through all of these blocks in this episode, none of these things that I'm saying, they're not meant as a criticism of you. They're not meant to say, oh, I can't believe that you're saying that, you know, using that as an excuse or a block or anything like that. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying these are the common blocks. These are the common obstacles, the limitations, perhaps the excuses that so many of us use. And we just say them without thinking about them. If you break them down into the smaller components that like I have done in a very, a very speedy way on this episode, if you break those points down into the actual components, into the truth, look at the facts, explore your feelings around them, you'll see that you can overcome those obstacles. And that's where working with a coach is so important. It is such powerful work helping you to unlock all of those thoughts and memories and self-limiting beliefs and helping you to move forward positively towards that dream life and business that you crave. So if you're listening to this as it goes out, it's going to go out on the 25th of February. You still have time to sign up for my February secret project. What's that I hear you ask? Well, if you click the link in the show notes, you can find out more. It's all about you. It's about three hours of intense time for you. It's three hours for you to explore all sorts of things that we've been talking about. It's how you can create a plan, a roadmap, a journey, a mindset shift, how you can get all of that sorted in your own mind so that you get ready to take action so that you transition into that dream life and business. Doesn't that sound amazing? I really hope you will have a look at the sales page and uh, think about coming over to uh, to sign up. I would absolutely love to spend three hours with you face to face if you live locally to me or on Zoom. I would absolutely love 
to spend that time getting you connected with all that you can achieve and helping you to see that anything is possible. Have a good week. See you next time, my fellow dreamer. You have been listening to the Your Dream or Mind podcast with Laura Cruz. If you enjoyed it, could you do me a favour? Please leave a review. A five-star one would be perfect. And subscribe. This helps other listeners to find the podcast much more easily. Oh, and don't forget to come and find me on social media. The links are in the show notes. I would love to help you to transition into your own dream life. It's what I'm really good at. See you next time, my fellow dreamer.